0: This is Lifelinks with a DL link.
1: Welcome, welcome. It is five minutes past 12 o'clock. How are you doing? A glorious day in the city of Johannesburg. The sun is shining. And it's great to be alive. What can I say? Um, Thank you so much for tuning in to the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. Of course, the month of October, we've told you, we're focusing on breast cancer awareness. We continue with the stories. We continue with um, incredible warriors who will you know, give you a sense of, we talk about early detection because we know that 1 in 28 women in South Africa will be affected by breast cancer. Cancer, um, but according to the Breast Cancer Health Foundation, there is a ninety percent survival rate if it is detected early, um, and if the correct treatment is followed. And as I said, bringing you stories and also ideas that breast cancer is not just affecting older women. Very, very important. Um, and our young teenagers, girls in their 20s should be um, checking themselves um, and, and really this is part of the Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So what do you have to look forward to? Well, what don't you have to look forward to? We're going to be talking to Anton Funder here. For You know, when you think you have a particular route and a particular path in life, um, as Anton did, things change and then you start looking at all different Avenue. so I'm so interested um, to hear what what drives Anton and, and has changed his career and really spending so much time reaching out and helping other people, so Anton's going to be chatting to us in a moment and then Louise Turner, who's been on the show before, um, she is the COO of the Breast Health Foundation she herself is a breast cancer warrior, um, she's going to be talking about the wonderful things that the Breast Health Foundation is doing Jenna Skew, also a breast cancer Warrior will be joining us and this is the story about how breast cancer is affecting women of all ages Um, and then we'll continue with um, a a, a dear link, um, Angel and Warrior, um, Danny Nussbaum will be sharing his story so once again, shattering all the myths that breast cancer only affects women within a particular age group we now know that much younger women are affected and we know that men also suffer from breast, breast cancer and that's what we want you to Know the awareness, the checking, um, and then the wonderful professor Carol, Professor Carol Ann Ben will be joining us. She's a very busy lady. She changes people's lives. I only hear glowing reports. So I'm really, really looking forward to having a word with her a little bit later. And of course, the lines are open. We always love to hear from you. So, if you would like to SMS us, you can on three four five one nine or WhatsApp us on zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine. And also to let you know, we have two giveaways today. So, the one giveaway is to do with hair and um there's a discount there and the other giveaway is to go to a global fitness um uh, academy it's a it's a conference that's happening between the 26th and the 28th of october we started that giveaway last week it continues this week and another giveaway so listen out during the show you could be a lucky winner and what's better than being a winner these days i say very very little so i'm going to start off by introducing our first ga- guest anton funder here who is the co-founder of Air Angels, which is an air ambulance um, company partnered with ER Twenty Four? Anton, welcome, thank and you, thank you for joining us. And I, I should say a string of chartered accounted worked in advertising. And 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 the reason I, I I said that right at the beginning is that sometimes we think that we have an idea of who we are and what we are and where we're going. And you're this person standing in front who's taken so many different directions. Chartered accountant, then advertising and now helicopters and helping save people's lives. Uh, what is correction going lady, on? Correction
0: I'm not a chartered accountant.
1: Well, did you not, did you not <laughs> no, qualify as a chartered no, accountant?
0: No, 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 I, I have a commercial. Hang on, where did
1: I come across that? But, uh, Qualified chartered accountant. Hmm, okay. there's very no. interesting information about you, Anton. <laughs> Maybe there's another Anton. Okay, but, so sorry about that. Tell, t- tell us more.
0: So, Nikki, I've, um, I've, I've been in commercial space from manufacturing, engineering inputs, et cetera, um, and have had a, a an interest in aviation. Uh, I've been a pilot for some 12 odd years and an opportunity arose to, uh, make a passion a business. And, uh, I got into the helicopter emergency services space and, um, we find ourselves now in, in a completely diametric, uh, career path uh, to what I what I'd originally embarked on and uh, an immensely gratifying and rewarding space to be involved in mm. full of adrenaline I'm, I'm
1: sure I'm um, sure saving people's lives absolutely going into areas helping people who would not normally be able to be airlifted and uh, you've decided to step in and help them let's take a break and you'll expand on that I want to hear okay. more about air Angel so stay with
0: us this is life links with a DL link
1: Welcome back to the DL Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. Um, Anton uh, here, who is the co-founder of Air Angels, is in the studio telling us about the wonderful work that he does, and very specifically, his link-up this month, the month of October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And you may be asking the question, you know, what does a helicopter and rescuing people um, have to do with breast cancer? Anton is going to expand. But tell us a little bit more, expand a little bit more um, with regards to the Air Angels.
0: So Air Angels is a non-profit entity, so I have a commercial business. That commercial business is called FlightShare, and we are in partnership with ER24, and it's a commercial private uh, medical provider. The issue that we are faced with, Nikki, is that only uh, 15-odd percent of South Africans have third-party cover. And by how, that how I mean medical say aid? Again, 15%. 1-5%. So 85% 15%. of the
1: populace.
0: percent Sure. Okay. 85% of the populace does not have medical aid. Now, there are third party, uh, funds that are out there to assist, uh, the public in crisis interventions. For example, the RAF fund for road accidents, workmen's compensation for factory accidents. But like anything, and this is not a, uh, A problem that is unique to South Africa. It's an international problem. There are gaps in the system. Mm. So what happens to the little boy who's in a shack fire? He, uh, it's not workman's compensation. It's not RAF because it's not a road accident. Um, who goes, who goes to that critical intervention? And it, it, we are very often left in a very, very difficult situation where it becomes a case of financial medicine and weighing up which, of course, is an extremely difficult thing to do, uh, somebody's life, which is in danger, versus the cost, who's going to pay for this. Hmm. So we were confronted with this challenge, and we decided to do something about it, and we went and formed um, a nonprofit entity, which is called Air Angels. So that's the link. And the idea with Air Angels is we have partners, partnered uh, with a number of entities. ER24 is our partner from an emergency services perspective, and uh, we have a number of other private companies who've come on board, such as Deloitte, PKF, Octagon. And are they funding
1: are, it? Are they funding? No, it?
0: they are. They are. They are partners with us, mm-hmm. um, and they are providing services to us. For right. instance, Del- Deloitte have come on board and are auditors, pro okay. bono. PKF okay. have come on from a oh, business, wow. business okay. administrative perspective. And where I'm going with that, Nick, is that it's actually been an amazing journey. Uh, putting Air Angels together Is that there's so much good out there If mm. you just give uh, the public And corporate South Africa A vehicle that they can actually Contribute mm. um, There are so many people Who want to jump mm. on board mm. So our objective it. is to create a fund uh, First for two reasons One to assist those who do not have Access to third party funding um, And we're talking about critical Life saving interventions here we, We're talking about um, I mean, they vary from day to day. That is the the nature of our business. Um, no two days are alike. So one day it's a child who's been in the shack fire. This afternoon it's somebody who's been. I mean, last week we had a, a couple of weeks ago we had a mother and son attacked by a giraffe, and we were actually just chatting about it outside. Attacked
1: and by a giraffe.
0: Attacked by a giraffe. But giraffes you know, are friendly, the aren't they? Giraffes are not friendly. You know, when a when a mother giraffe has a youngster around her. Um, and we've actually done two of these this year, specifically rescues around giraffes. So, I mean, I, I can just, tell you stories that's just that are shattered, fascinating. That's just
1: shattered an idea I had about friendly <laughs> giraffes. And so, yes. Yeah, so So, so, so the,
0: that's the one objective. The one objective is to get out there and assist those who do not have access to third-party funding or have access to third-party funding, but time is a critical factor. So we can jump in and get involved. Okay. The second objective is to get out there and use the resources that we have to assist the public. And that's the link and how we've come about with the Breast Health Foundation. So the approach that we've taken is one of prevention is better than cure. And we went out there and we said, well, how do we take what we do, emergency services, uh, the helicopters, and link it up to the Breast Health Foundation and specifically breast cancer, educating the public uh, prevention is better than cure and early intervention saves lives. Right. So in our space, in the helicopter emergency services space, time is critical. Absolutely critical. As you can well imagine, we are dealing with critical interventions. Mm-hmm. So um, our payoff line, early intervention saves lives. Right. When it comes to breast health, they deal with the same challenges. Mm-hmm. Early intervention saves lives. Mm-hmm. And that's the link. Oh, nice. So... So... Um, at first off, you would think, well, there's you know, what's the link between a helicopter and and uh, breast health? Right. It's early intervention saves lives, and uh, we embarked on this campaign where we've branded uh, the helicopters pink. You have pink
1: helicopters. So we have
0: pink helicopters flying, flying around, around the around skies Joaburg. of, of Joburg.
1: that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we've been out there communicating with the public. We've been to schools. We've been to air shows. We've had fundraising lunches. And we have, um, an activation process where, uh, Jenna typically would go in, who's with us today, uh, who is a, who is a survivor, breast cancer survivor. And she's young. She's a lady. I think I'm allowed to give her, her age away. She's in the early twenties. So <laughs> especially with, with young, with young women, it's fantastic insofar as that they can identify with her and, Absolutely. and this misnomer that, uh, you know, breast cancer is something that happens to my granny. You know, forget, yeah. forget the fact that my grandpa could get it. You yeah. know, it's just something that the perception is something that, that women get and, uh, That's older true. women. And it's not the case. True. Um, so we've had this, this intervention where Jenna has gone in and, uh, given, shared her story, um, given insight and education as to Great. how, how to go about doing self-examination. And then we have an activation where we actually invite, uh, members of the public who are either survivors or have lost someone to cancer to actually come and physically write in a permanent koki on the helicopter and make a tribute to someone... Who's either a survivor or if they've lost someone to cancer. And the, the concept is that they fly with the angels. So we are air angels oh, and beautiful. the tribute is made. I love and, that. Uh, it's a great initiative. It's a great
1: yeah. initiative, Anton. Many, many, many levels. So then let me um, introduce, of course, the lady um, who knows everything about um, uh, the Breast Health Foundation. She herself, a breast cancer warrior has been on the show before, Louise Turner, the COO of Breast Health Foundation. Please, welcome back. Great to have Thank you on you. the show. And what an interesting partnering um, with Air Angels and uh, being able to go out to areas um, and, with Jenna's help, educate um, young girls and boys and
2: men and women in communities, which is really what you want to be doing at the foundation. Am I correct? That's correct. And if you look at what's been happening in the last 10 to 15 years, a lot of the education and awareness has been geared at women predominantly women 40 and over, because there's a higher prevalence of breast cancer in older women. And with the way cancer is changing and the way it's affecting people, more and more younger people are being affected. Jenna was 17. We have a couple of early 20-year-olds. We have um, young men as young as 17 who've been diagnosed with breast cancer. So I think the awareness campaigns have changed over the last 10-15 fifteen years—that it's not just older women over forty go and check yourselves, but everybody needs to look at it. You know, breast cancer doesn't discriminate. No, no, it doesn't. Let's take a quick break. Um, we'll be right back. Please do stay
1: with us.
0: This is Lifelinks with a DL link.
1: Welcome back to the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination on 101.9 High FM. The month of October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, So we have so many role players, um, warriors, contributors, sharing concepts, stories, um, ideas and many inspirations here on the show. So Anton van der Heeper is in the studio. He's the co-founder of Air Angels Um, and I also have um, Louise um, Turner, who is the COO of Breast Health Foundation, um, and just talking about this incredible initiative with Air Angels and how they have um, linked up um, with um, the Cancer Foundation the Breast Health Foundation and the wonderful work that they are doing. I, just incidentally, in a short while, I am going to be giving away a discount of 200 Rand um, because one of the many brand partner sponsors for the Breast Cancer Air Angels launch, um, David John Makeup International from Halo Hair Lounge, has offered a special makeup and hair service for women recovering from cancer. And it's going to be an ongoing caring service taking place at the Halo Hair Lounge. It's situated at the Ilovo Muse. Um, that's in Ilovo, um, and it's for dear and Air Angel followers. So um, I, in just a moment, I'm going to be asking you to send an SMS, um, and the first couple of people who send the SMS will get that 200 rand discount for those vouchers, so that's coming up in just a moment. Um, Louise, we were talking about... Um, Breast cancer awareness. Using that in the month of October, how there is a lot of education and awareness out there. How do you fight against um, the apathy? You know, we we people wear the pink ribbon. We hear about it, unless it's affecting you directly, it just becomes white noise amongst everything else. How do you, uh, as a foundation, work against that and and ensure that people are waking up to
2: to? early detection and awareness I don't think that we need to work against it we are now finding more innovative ways of creating awareness one of the partnership with air angels and having pink helicopters in the sky it's something different attracts your attention and it's a collaboration between two life-saving entities at the end of the day many people do have apathy towards breast cancer particularly in October because it's The pink month. Mm. And there's 12 months of the year. Mm. So as an organization, we are continually doing education and awareness and navigating. And I think the most important thing from the people we're educating and navigating is that my entire team, we're all breast cancer survivors. Mm. So we're a beacon of hope because they can see that it's not a death sentence. Early detection saves lives. There's life after treatment. Um, there's wonderful new breasts if you want to look at it that way after treatment (laughs) as well and I think it's more about our passion and our drive to educate and help people that actually turns that apathy into okay well there is a solution there is life after breast cancer these things can be managed and dealt with in life Mm.
1: how many years ago did you um, have breast cancer
2: Oh, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2004 mm-hmm. at the age of 34, which mm-hmm. is classified as a young woman. And um, for all my sins in life, I had cervical cancer in 2011. So I'm a glowing example of two different cancers, different ages. I've come through it. I've done the treatment. And I've chosen to change my life and dedicated to helping other people. Mm. I remember you sharing how
1: it changed your life. Um, how your life changed so dramatically and it became about giving back. Um, and ever since then, I've had so many warriors who've shared a, not a similar story. Obviously, the story is different, but just the idea of having gone
2: through this experience, the giving back, um, which is incredible.
1: It's, it it really I is. think
2: whether it's breast cancer or any other cancer or any life-changing disease, uh non-communicable disease, you start looking at life slightly differently. Um, A lot of us are so busy with work and family and running around on the corporate ladder and the cars we drive and things. And then when you get faced with a challenge like a cancer, you start to look at life differently and start valuing Mm -hmm. the balance between life, work, spiritual, your family, what's important. You make time for memories more. Then just trying to find time for a quick cup of coffee mm. with a friend. You have the wake up call. It's a wake up call. It's a wake it's up a call. It's a wake up call mm. in many different ways. Mm. Mm.
1: So this collaboration with um, the Air Angels and um, the idea of the pink helicopters flying um, this in the skies
2: over Joburg, when you first heard it, what, what were your thoughts? Um, First first was, oh, wow, pink helicopters. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. Um, obviously, there's a bigger picture Um, involved. I think it's an incredible collaboration. And from an NGO perspective, we tend to keep to our silos and work in our little silos because we don't want other people encroaching on our space. Mm. And I think it's very important for us as an organization, the Breast Health Foundation, to partner with other like-minded organizations that are not necessarily in the breast cancer or the cancer Mm. space because you've got a far bigger reach. There is far more people that see it and can put the two organizations together and we grow our reach to people that I would never have reached before. And Mm -hmm. I think from the pink helicopter side, there's a community that didn't get reached either. Collaborations of a nature like this, I think it's fantastic because it's a new way of looking at, if you want to call it advertising and marketing, Mm. what you are doing.
1: And also people remember a pink helicopter landing and someone coming out and sharing a very personal story that they can relate to. It changes the, the connection to that
2: experience, which is really very clever. Very much so. But I think what, for me, has been the highlight of this campaign and working with Anton and his team and the pink helicopters. It's great to see the pink helicopter in the sky flying over the highway, your house wherever. But when you actually stand next to that helicopter and you read the messages of survivors, warriors, family members, I think that for me is the the pulling at my heartstrings mm. because helicopters are not small. Mm. And that pink area, I would say, is probably 60-70% covered mm. in messages. Mm. Already? Yeah. Already? Really? Sure. And as somebody who hasn't been affected by b- breast cancer, you walk up to that helicopter and you see these messages. It just makes you realize that there are so many people out there that have been affected by breast cancer or cancer. And if you have it, you're not alone. You're if you alone. have it, you're not allowed. There's a huge community mm. of warriors like us out mm. there
1: Absolutely So let's introduce our next warrior um, And I'm really excited to have Jenna Skew um, on the show Not only is she doing great work Going out and educating and connecting With um, people um, around Joburg But also is such a, a you know, a worrying story, really, because, you know, up until now, I mean, I, I thought, you know, when when we looked at, as you said, Louise, 35 was considered young. You were how old when you discovered that you had breast cancer? I was 17 years old when I was 17 diagnosed. 17 years yeah. old. Share the story with us.
3: I was in my matricula. I had been... Well, it originally started at the end of grade 11. I was studying for my grade 11 exams, and I had a necklace on. Mm-hmm. And I was just playing with my necklace, and mm. I found something on my chest. Sure. Um, so... Now what did I, you think? Uh, that's not right. Mm. Um, no pain? Nothing. No, no pain. But right. I immediately phoned my mom, because that, that's what you do when you're 17. Mm. Mom, this is not right. What yeah, do I do? <laughs> right. Um, so she said, Jen, it's probably nothing, but we'll go to a doctor. So we went to my GP... And he said, okay, let's send you for some tests. But he said something that I'll always remember. He said, no woman should have a lump in her breast and not know what it is. And I think that's great Mm. advice. And I really carry that message with
1: me. Mm. Mm. So when he said, let's test it. Um, You know, and again, 17, you're getting ready for your exams. You go along, have it tested, and then you're told that it's breast cancer. Yes. How does a young 17-year-old respond to that? Um,
3: With complete shock. Mm. Um, What is breast cancer? What is a mastectomy? What does this mean? Um, Complete shock.
1: So what was the way forward for
3: you? The way forward was um, I had a very rare type of breast cancer. It was a malignant phylodes tumor. So it was in the connective tissue of my breasts, which is not common in breast cancers. Um, the way forward was to have a mastectomy, but mm. I was very, very blessed as I didn't need chemotherapy or radiation.
1: Really? Yes. So they just removed that and then that's 100%. And obviously, you've, and you're and you how old now? How many years ago was it? <laughs> it put it was that six, way?
3: six years ago. I'm 23 now.
1: Six years ago. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Louise and I were just talking about how her life changed yeah. and, you know, you're part of a community of warriors. It's the wake-up call. But I suppose at the age of 17, you know, the wonderful thing about youth is that you think you're going to live forever and you think that you're invincible. And it's a wonderful thing because you take risks and you do things that us oldies don't always do. We second-guess everything. So as a young teenager, that was taken away from you. How did it... Or wasn't it? How, no, how did it change? I think you. it was.
3: I think um, some aspects of it was... It, it changed my perspective on life completely. Mm-hmm. I was going through my year and I had to go through several surgeries um, and deal with the recovery of that. While I was going through my journey, I chose not to share what I was going through with many of my scholars. I didn't want the attention. I didn't want sympathy. I didn't want rumors. I wasn't ready. Really? For my high school students to know what was, I, what I was going through. Sure. Okay. I also felt that they wouldn't really understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and high school already is a, is a pretty difficult place, mm-hmm. I think. Um, add breast cancer to that and hormonal boys. I didn't think it was a good combination. Yeah. yeah. Um, it took me it. a long time to accept my journey and I think it was with the help of the Breast Health Foundation that I learnt to be proud of what I'd gone through mm. and to be proud of a survivor. Mm. And I think that was where more of my life perspective changed because I was surrounded by these Im- amazing, inspiring women.
1: I so hear that. It must be so difficult when you are in high school and you're going through that and quite isolating, not being able to share. In hindsight, so now here you are, you going to schools, you're talking to young girls and boys, teenagers. You're sharing your story. You have the maturity, the confidence, as you say, to do it. Would you encourage them to share it in hindsight, having gone through all of that? Um, I think every person's
3: journey is different. Mm-hmm. And if you have the strength to share it, then share it. For many, at that moment, they don't have the strength. I think I didn't have the strength, right. and it's a very personal thing at that moment. But if you have the strength, share it. If you don't, wait a while and maybe you'll gain it. Mm. But I think there's a lot of benefit in, sure, in sharing your struggles.
1: Mm. Love that. So you're a project administrator um, at the breast cancer uh Breast Health Foundation—all um, yes. these different words flying through my mind—and um, so how, how did that happen? I mean, did you? What what else are you doing with your life? Because now you're climbing into pink helicopters and you're going and you're educating people. Yes, you know
3: how how did your path t- take that turn? Um, it, I think it was it was quite strange and it was just something that was really meant to be. Um, I had done my studying. And I had worked for a year in corporate, but I really wasn't happy in it. And I was taking a little bit of time off, actually, to try and figure out what is my next step in life. I've been a volunteer for the Breast Health Foundation since I've been diagnosed and do work with them and um, talks wherever I can, possibly – and um, we were at an event, and I told Louise, no, well, I'm not working right now. That's um, all she needed to hear. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think so. And it kind of, it started from there, and it was just this um, complete
1: adventure. Oh, Wonderful and you loving it Absolutely Absolutely. loving it So Louise let's just talk about because we've spoken Briefly about what it is um, You do at the Breast Health Foundation For people who have been diagnosed With breast cancer um, They know someone, they're on that journey What else is it that you offer um, And how are you
2: helping um, With breast cancer warriors Um, It starts right off from the beginning From an education and awareness Point of view Um, All our navigators as I said are Survivors themselves. We're educating clinics, corporates, anywhere where people will listen to us, literally. Uh, we navigate people with problems from there into, um, public hospitals if they don't have medical aids or into private units. We're there when they get diagnosed, so we buddy with them. We, um, cradle them and carry them through their treatment, if mm-hmm. you want to put it that way. Mm-hmm. We also provide emotional informative support to the family members because they are just as traumatized and affected by the situation. And they don't always know how to manage the patient or how to communicate with the patient. So we, when I say a one-stop shop, from education right through to support, post-treatments, and as life goes on. I mean, I look at Jenna, I think it's three years ago, I sent her at Kilimanjaro as a breast cancer warrior and survivor to show the world that one step at a time anything is possible. Gee was how was that?
3: Um difficult at the <laughs> time but <laughs> now amazing.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, gee was. Okay. So it, it it's an all-encompassing um project from the person to the corporates to the family to the emotional support We have a magazine called Buddies for Life That comes out every two months Which provides information to the rest of the family Because they don't always want to ask What they might think is a silly question mm-hmm. But it's always important mm-hmm. So we telephonic support um, I'm quite actively involved at the moment In the access to treatment campaign In South Africa Because a lot of our Population don't have medical aid and don't have access into good services and specialized clinics. So we advocate for access to treatment. Fantastic. And, and. Absolutely
1: absolutely fantastic. I see that uh, uh, someone has sent through an SMS, but I think that is for Professor Ben to answer about um, mammograms. And uh, as as young adults, we're told to only go for mammograms after the age of 40. Mm -hmm. And here um, we have Jenna, who at the age of 17, you felt the lump. Thank God, Um, but also just we'll 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 ask um, Professor Ben your association with uh, with Professor Ben. Um, We
2: work quite closely. She's incredible. Yes, she keeps us on our toes. Yes, Um, we work closely with her. She does head up the Helen Joseph Breast Care Centre, which is a government clinic. And if I need her, she's a call away. If we have patients that need advice and I can't answer them, Carol's always there. She is on my board. She is currently our chairman of the Breast Health Foundation. She's one of the founding members. And she's an incredible woman. Mm. You know, she inspires us to do more. She's always on the go with something, but she always has time for her patients. And I think that's what's really critical to us as an organization, is that our patients always come first. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming in and for sharing the stories and what it is that you do. And
1: I encourage everyone to turn their heads up to the sky and watch out to see if they can see a pink helicopter flying in the skies. But, Louise, for those, and Anton, for those who are listening and perhaps want um, the helicopter to arrive and educate and inform, is there a way of organizing it? How does that work?
3: Um, I think <laughs> I'll answer that question. Go for it, Jenna. Yeah. You're welcome to email into to us. Mm-hmm. Um, our email address is support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, yes. at... My mybreast.org.za. Dot dot okay. Otherwise, you can go onto our website, mybreast.org.za, and email in from there, and we'll be able to answer all sorts of questions and hopefully come
1: visit you in our pink helicopters. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much, Jenna. You, so, if, yes. If I can jump in there. Sure.
0: Um, one of the added advantages to, uh, especially the school activations that we've done, is we've taken it a step further. Typically, uh, the youngsters would never get to have a look inside an emergency services helicopter or speak to a pilot or an advanced life support paramedic. So from a career perspective, mm-hmm. um, we give them the opportunity to actually engage firsthand hand uh, with pilots and paramedics and Great. getting insight as to, from a career perspective, exactly what it is that we do.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Love it. I think it's fabulous um, for schools, for companies, for whoever um, and to get involved, get educated and have, as you say, get in close contact with these helicopters. So, um before I do say goodbye, I have a couple of vouchers, a discount of 200 rand. Um, David John Makeup International from Halo Hair Lounge has offered a special Special makeup and hair service for women recovering from cancer. This is for DL Link and Air Angel followers. If you would like um, to get a voucher for that discount, then SMS us now. The SMS is 34519. And just SMS win with DL Link Air Angels. Um, uh, and so once again, SMS 34519. Um, and SMS win with DL Link Air Angels. Um, thank you so much, Anton. Thank you, Louise, Jenna. Great having you on the show. All the best and uh, hope that, um, you know, the, the pink helicopters carry on beyond October. Will it? No?
0: Um, yeah. I just thought I'd put it out there <laughs> hope yes. so we want to see we, pink. we, we, we like so pink much traction and okay. so many requests so I think yes we're going to need to carry Fantastic. on like exactly how long I don't know but
1: oh, we'll see you never know yeah. thank you so much great having you on the show um, we're going to take a quick break and after that we have a DL link angel and warrior joining us um, Danny Nussbaum and again looking at the idea that men don't get breast cancer well, Danny's going to share his story so we need to wake up quick break we'll be right back
0: This is LifeLinks with a DL link.
1: Welcome back. This is one oh one point nine High FM. You are listening to the DL Link Show and my name is Nikki Seberini. Great to be with you. We are continuing um during the month of October, breast cancer awareness month, just talking about those air angels, these pink helicopters flying, um, educating people. It's great, you know, so many people going beyond what they do every single day, giving back. Um that's what one of the things I love about this show is just seeing how people um, extend themselves in all areas So uh, we've just heard That Jenna at the age of 17 um, Got breast cancer um, The idea that young girls Don't get breast cancer Simply not true And also the idea that men Don't get breast cancer We're finding more and more cases Of men with breast cancer So our next guest Is not only a, a cancer warrior He's also a, a DL link angel um, He's worked closely with the DL Link. Um, so I'd like to welcome Danny Nussbaum um, to, onto the show. Danny, welcome.
4: Thank you very much. I'm
1: used to seeing you standing behind a camera. I can see your whole face. I didn't know who you were when I walked in. Well, <laughs> you still managed to recognize me. Are you well?
4: Yes, uh, not too bad. Thank God. Thank
2: God.
1: So, Danny, first of all, I mean, you tell us your story. Share your story. Many men listening, women listening, um, who think that breast cancer only happens to women. And I'm sure you thought that too.
4: Well, I, I, I hoped that that was the case. And uh, it was quite a shock when I eventually found out that uh, I was uh, positive with breast cancer. Um, there is a history of cancer in my family. That a gene, right? Yes. Uh. Uh, thanks to my late brother-in-law, Dr. René Hartner, who suggested that I have the BRCA test, which came back positive. Um, once, once you are BRCA positive, one tends to be more aware of what's going on in your body. And uh, when I did find a little lump in my right breast, um, I went for a test and uh, it came back. Well, I was told that I needn't worry about it. But about 18 months later, when it had grown and it started becoming a little bit painful, I went for another test, and it was discovered that it was... Positive for cancer.
1: So there are two questions I want to ask you. The first question is that once you know that you are, you have the, the you positive for the the BRCA gene. I've had uh, warriors in the studio before. Two sisters, um, and the one got the cancer, and the other then went for, and she had the mastectomy. As a man, what do you do with it? You can't have a mastectomy.
4: I did have a mastectomy
1: before you found the lump? After no, no, you found it. No.
4: After I found the lump
1: so what is what 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 is the protocol with the man who has who's found positive with the BRCA gene i mean women are. we heard famous stories of angelina jolie um, who had the double mastectomy she had a hysterectomy she had everything removed um, so you are found positive um, not with cancer the, the BRCA gene but was it just a process of waiting and awareness
4: well, it was the awareness and the fact that I found a little lump and that it did tend to grow and so i did you know i was
1: I, what what I'm trying to say is for a man like a woman has the choice to have. You know, she she not always, but as per my Warrior was in the studio, she had the the double mastectomy. So you had this. Um, you you were found positive with the BRCA gene. As a man, for any who are listening, um, is it just really an awareness, just to be aware to to check all the time, early detection? Is that what you're saying? That that's yes. really the option. That's what it's all okay, about. That's once all about.
4: Once you're BRCA positive, you must be aware of. You must th- be very
1: aware. Yeah. So t- tell us about this lump that you felt. Um, h- how did it feel? And, and how And what made you concerned? I mean,
4: well, uh, initially it just felt like a little um, orange pip. Yeah, Um, but it did tend to grow, and it it worried me. It was there. So, of course, being brca positive, it's at the back of your mind all the time. Of course. So So when when
1: your when your doctor said, "No, don't worry, it's don't not to worry," well, that was wonderful.
4: Uh. I thought fantastic. Uh. You know, I don't have to worry about it any longer. Uh But. being BRCA positive, when it did start getting bigger and start being a little bit painful, when my I played with my grandchildrens for for instance and they would bump it, it would be painful. Mm. So I went back and had another test.
1: And once you were found positive, um, sorry, the, the the breast cancer was diagnosed. What was the, what were the options for you, Danny?
4: There were no options. They they rushed me. They got me into hospital as quick as they could and and operated, and I had a double mastectomy.
1: Okay. And did you – any other treatment with that? Did you have to go for chemo or any other –
4: Well, I was initially told that I wouldn't have to go for chemo, that I would just um, have to go for radiation. But um, what actually happened was – Soon after the op, about six weeks later, I went on holiday to Australia and while I was there I received a WhatsApp message to say that they had decided that I would require chemo. Sure, that must
1: have been, that's an awful WhatsApp message to get while you're on holiday in in Australia.
4: It was, it wasn't a nice WhatsApp message and I was there with my wife and I actually decided not to tell her so I wouldn't spoil her holiday. She was quite angry with me about that when sure I, and eventually that. I did tell her. Oh. But at least we had a good holiday and it was just at the back of my mind. I mm. didn't let it spoil it. Mm.
1: And how was the chemotherapy? What, what were you on?
4: I'm actually on chemo at the moment. Really?
1: You look fantastic. You um, look great, Danny. Thank you. Yes. Thank you.
4: Um, I'm on six weeks, six, uh, I'm on uh, two weeks on and two weeks off okay. for six months. Okay. And so, so you're taking and it orally? I, no, no. Go, you going in? Okay, yeah, I'm going yes. In. I go in every week, every second week. So I go in two weeks, and then two weeks I've got off, and then I go in for another two weeks. And it's it's not pleasant.
1: How do you feel?
4: I find that it makes me feel very lethargic. Yeah, I'm shocked. And that, you know, I'm trying to carry on working mm-hmm. I'm, as a handyman, mm-hmm. and um, I find. I have sort of tried to cut down a little bit, but I need to carry on working. Right. So it, it it's not easy no. when you're feeling very lethargic. No. You wake up in the morning and you just don't feel like. No. Yeah, but it's it's amazing what a difference it makes. The two weeks off. At the moment, I'm on two weeks off, and you I'm have a, a chance person. to
1: build up and rel- yeah. 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 Uh,
4: but how many how many husband and wife teams do you know who have both had double mastectomies? I don't. My wife also had a double mastectomy. She also. Yeah. Sure.
1: That's that's quite shocking, Danny, Um, on the one hand. And on the other hand, you can really understand one another's plight.
4: Well, we believe in doing everything together.
1: Mm. Danny, so the DL Link. You've been working with the DL Link for many years. Tell us more.
4: Yeah, it's quite ironic because I started out as a service provider for Link, um sort of as the, uh, their unofficial videographer. Mm-hmm. And um, I also have done um, a bit of handyman work for them as well. And uh, I never dreamed that uh, I would eventually become a DeerLink warrior. But uh, also, um, when I was working and my wife was uh, retrenched, I suggested to her that she do a bit of a charitable work with Dear Link, which she did. So both of us started out as uh uh, angels or, mm. or uh, mm. and, volunteers and volunteers and giving and of f-
1: your time and now you've, you've 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 been on the other end and received yeah. the love and support yeah. Yeah. from the very organization that you were volunteering for which is
4: an incredible organization mm.
1: it is an incredible and how they have they helped you with those days when you can't get out of bed and you're feeling so exhausted do you lean on them uh, i haven't
4: leaned on them then but uh, initially when i started with my chemo we, uh, asked them to give us lifts to, to the doctor to have the chemo and that type of thing, not knowing how it was going to affect me. Mm. But it hasn't been too bad. Mm. So, but also, I mean, every now and again, a challah turns up and, oh, uh, lovely. and, um, uh, we get meals now and again. So it's, it's really a fabulous. huge help. It's oh, a huge
1: help. Well, Danny, thank you so much. Thank you for coming onto the show. Uh, a very important story to share. Breast cancer in men. Um, also with you and your wife with these double mastectomies. You're a very brave man. Um, thank you for coming onto the show. Thank you for sharing your story, doing the work that you do with Deal Link. And we wish you health and vitality and everything that goes with it. Thank you so much. Thank
4: you very much. We're
1: going to take a break. Um, after the break, um, we're going to be hopefully um, chatting to Professor Carol Ann Ben um, and also just to let you know that I do have that giveaway to go to the FIBO Global Fitness Africa. Um, we, last week we spoke to Natasha Kiskin- Skuse, who's uh, the fit like mummy. So I've got some tickets to give away. So listen out for that. It's happening Friday the 26th of October to Sunday the 28th of october stay with us
0: this is lifelinks with a dl link
1: Well, we're just a few minutes away from 1 o'clock, and unfortunately we've had difficulty getting hold of Professor Ben. I do apologize. Um, she's such an important uh, person to speak to, such an important role player in this whole breast cancer. I mean, I only hear the very best stories, so I do hope we're going to be able to reach her again. Apologies if, you, if that's what you were looking forward to. Um, I do have some double tickets to give away to the FIBO. It's the Global Fitness Africa. Um, last week, Natasha, I, Aka, fit like mummy was in the studio. Um, She's lost all of this weight. She's going to be there. She's the face and body ambassador of the Lifestyle and Fitness Show. So it's happening at the Ticket Pro Dome from the 26th of October to the 28th of October. If you would like to go, SMS me now, 34519. And just SMS, win with DL, link and FIBO. FIBO spelled F-I-B-O. So SMS me right now, very, very quickly, 34519. And just put down win with DL link and FIBO to get those free tickets to go along to the FIBO Global Fitness Africa. Ah, wow. What a jam-packed show. Thank you so much for staying tuned. I hope that we are informing you and inspiring you in this month of Breast Cancer Awareness uh, Month. And I look forward to being with you same time next week. So from me, Nikki Seberini, until then, do take care. Goodbye.